0: Yes, your Tupperware investment would 20x. So for those doing math at home, $10,000 becomes $200,000. The fallen ideas the expressed opinions of the hosts and guests and do not reflect investment advice or recommendations of
1: any kind. All funny jokes or just jokes, so don't get it twisted.
0: The market is hot. The market is cold. It's freezing. It's jumping up and down. We are in the thick of super high August temperatures, Braden, and the market is just flippy floppy, flippy floppy, right? I mean, Tuesday, August 8th is before market close. We're getting this podcast in and... It, it was down quite a bit today. S&P, Dow, like a point. NASDAQ, definitely more than just 1%. So we're, we're seeing some pretty big highs and then some low lows coming in. Very interesting market,
1: that is for sure. Inflation comes out tomorrow too, I believe, doesn't it?
0: Yep, more inflation data. There was a little bit last week. And then in, I want to say it's exactly just a CPI report. Um, and maybe some other data points, but that'll be interesting to see. My estimate, inflation will go down. I don't think it goes up. And I think I made a prediction <laughs> last week that bit me so hard on the back that PayPal was going to smash through their earnings, which they did beat You know, in their earnings per share. They beat revenue. They beat guidance, but their margins were just too tight. And they sunk like a rock, They, they don't. 10, 12%. And I was like, oh, they're going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And if you go listen to it, which the last you know, week's podcast dropped on Monday morning, you definitely can say like, oh, dude, this guy, what is he talking about? This dude, he is on something, but we're well, well, we'll- bringing it back yes. Super undervalued. Most people, when they talk about the
1: markets, they just ignore whenever they're wrong because they're wrong. 90% of the time. But whenever they're right, they go, Oh, yeah, that was me. I said that. It's like,
0: <laughs> let's talk about where you were wrong. Oh, man. Well, I was wrong um, to think, you know, definitely don't buy anything before earnings. Um, unless you have insider trading knowledge, and you're Martha Stewart, then you feel free. But also, if you could go ahead, um, I this reminds me of what I was doing recently on Twitter with Tupperware. Cause Tupperware popped like a few weeks ago from like 60 cents to a dollar 40 or something. And I made some tweet that said, Hey, Tupperware's back. Like every mom is back in on Tupperware. And then it it's from a dollar 50 or a dollar 40 to $5 a share. That's what it's at today. It's crazy and stupid. Ah, uh, but your boy was on it first. Like if you go look up, um, what it was doing in Twitter and just like the hashtag or the dollar sign TUP. I was, I was one of the first tweets on it. Do You think everybody got yeah. on board with Carvana? And so they were like, let's go buy Tupperware now. Yeah. They said, oh, this company has worse fundamental financial da- uh, data. Perfect. How bad can we get? Let's do that gang. <laughs> See, no, it's like short term traders. It is. Which it makes sense, right? If you think you found something awesome and you want, you want a 1% or a hundred percent gain on one to 2% in your portfolio in a week or a month, which what these stocks are doing, I mean, you're set, right? Like if you put, let me take Tupperware for example, and this is just a terrible way to trade or invest. It's not investing, it's gambling. Well, let's just call it if you invested when I sent the tweet out, which I highly recommend nobody do anything like that. Tweets are just talking about stocks in the market, you would be up two hundred and sixty six percent, which means ten grand would be thirty six thousand dollars, almost thirty seven thousand dollars. Yeah. That's that's like a great just like my buddy on uh NVIDIA. This is just
1: how things go, you know, the with with crazy markets where there's way too much money floating around that's just literally floating around looking for these things. You get the stuff like NVIDIA after their earnings call. What after that Q one earnings call when they exploded? My yeah. buddy like I think it was like a hundred bucks or something on call options right before earnings, walked away with 10 grand.
0: Hmm. You know? So you it's gambling. In a sense, yeah. if you're doing that, I mean, if you're playing feasible. earnings call and you're trying to beat beats or even like, look at all the stuff I said about PayPal and yeah. I was right about, you know, earnings per share, revenue and the guidance too, but their margins are just what killed them. Even if it the margins were better than expected, was just stupid. It's it is just gambling. Me. Do what?
1: It is gambling, but we live in a world now where gambling is like the the thing did it. look at all the sport gambling all the weird gambling going on like it's just what it is people want to be gamblers
0: yeah, but I'm here to tell you if you put let's say math 500k two percent is 10k okay and you throw that into Tupperware after the initial pop and it drops slightly and you got in at a dollar 35 or something and then it pops to five. Your 10K turns into, yes, a 37,000 almost. And then if you're smart, you just take the gain and you're out. And you made that over nothing. But the problem is like to make those types of little penny trade bets, like you really need (laughs) need some outsized returns versus just like tanking 10K. Unless you put like a stop loss on it, right? So if you put a stop loss of five, you're just saying, uh, if it drops 50% even more, then I'm done. And then that kind of hurts and you're out 1% versus gaining, uh, two and a half percent almost, even still, I don't know. I got to run the simulation on that. I, I just don't think statistically it makes sense unless you can be right more than 50, 60% of the time. Which well, the is
1: nature, The nature of that too, is only little guys play in those games. Ten grand is probably the biggest investment that a single person put into Tupperware. Nobody's putting five hundred thousand for a few reasons. One, anybody with five hundred thousand dollars to put in, they aren't focusing on those kinds of plays. Uh, they, whenever you have big amounts of capital, you just want normal returns. Like you don't want to risk. Right. Two is uh, an order of five hundred thousand dollars probably would take several hours to fill, if not days, on Tupperware and it would just skyrocket the price because the order exists.
0: Yeah, the 500K example is just, that's your total account size, and you're taking 2%, yeah. which is, yeah, 10K. Oh, I, of percent I got you, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm that's not saying throw 500K into Tupperware. Like, you're not, no one's that dumb. Mm-hmm. But that 500K would be, what, on a two sixty six percent gain, close to $2 million, Good grief.
1: But let's say you're somebody who um, has not a 500k account, but a 500 million dollar account. If you were to focus on making little ten thousand dollar bets on a bunch of those little Tupperware plays, you would need fifty thousand of them. Maybe is that right? Five thousand of them. Probably more of them than what stocks exist trading on the market. Um. Okay. So- it literally just mathematically does not work out to be able to, to be able to do those plays. Like you just don't care.
0: Claim today. Guess. Guess what? Would you the say claim is right now on Temple World? I have no idea. No clue. A couple million? Fifteen million. Yeah. That's a lot. Like I'm not saying you could make, you know, your five hundred K bets. But, but those I'm are sure. shares. But those are shares, right? Uh how much is
1: it? Five dollars? Uh so you're looking at um only seventy-five million has traded in it. I mean, yeah. that's not that's not crazy. You know, seventy five million dollar trades happen
0: in a blink with Google or Apple or somebody. Yeah, on the institutional level, but I mean Tupperware is trading hot today. That's all I'm saying. Like that I, yeah. That's not kind of random average volume what is their average volume let me look it up i would guess it's not great i think it's interesting
1: uh i i've i've talked with somebody about this in the past
0: and it's concept like huh it's it's over 10 million since it popped july 24th but what's the at what was the average volume before that can you see i no i
1: can't pull it it's just giving me um um you're cutting out by the way a little bit. Uh we'll we'll figure that out. Hopefully it doesn't hop on the recording. Um yeah, so the interesting thing about like entrepreneurs, startup founders, people that don't have a ton of money is it's more beneficial for them to take a bunch of shots and risk losing the little bit that they have on the hope that it turns into something crazy big. Whereas if you're a crazy big person all you want to do is maintain what you have. Like, it doesn't make a big difference for you to have even more outsized returns. Um, So there's an interesting concept there of why little people would pay more attention to Tupperware. That's why it goes crazier. It definitely goes crazier. People that get on Reddit and they're like, Tupperware's next. Everybody go, bye. So what's next, Connor? Are you on Reddit? Or do you know what's coming after Tupperware? You seem to have a very good uh, read on these things. You're definitely ahead of the curve
0: compared to me. see initial bumps, right? If I were the type of trader that just had millions and millions, I could throw a 10K, 20K into things and it would just pop. And that provides me whatever, a 100 to 300% gain every now and then. It's gambling, I hate that, but it doesn't work. But I use these screeners, I use all sorts of stuff. Trading is a popular one that I used. but you just see activity, and that activity leads you to look at the stock, notice what's happening, and if there's a lot of volume, I think it does get attention. And if it does get attention, and it's funny enough, like some name brand company like Tupperware versus the latest biotech company, Clear vonix or some stupid name that might exist, Tupperware is going to get more people clicking on it, and then it'll get attention on Reddit, you're right and it'll get all sorts of different traffic. And maybe that's the reason it went from 64 cents, literally two weeks ago, 64 cents to $5. I mean, this uh, it's its stupid that you're missing these plays.
1: Uh, it's stupid that I'm missing these plays and I know you. Like in our own personal portfolios, we should be dropping money in these things. Cause why not? Like whenever you see something crazy, how often do you see something crazy in a name brand company that it, that it dies the next day? All
0: the time. So you don't really know if it's going to pop. No, like don't you talk about the success stories, right? Like I can feed you a ton of names of, oh, here's a company, and then it just doesn't do well. But I have seen a relation between company that just purely dead, and that if it jumps a stupid percent, like a hundred percent in one day, and it has a name brand, like it's a Tupperware. Or it's a Carvana or it's something like that, it does get some steam for sure. But he goes against every fiber in my being to like make a trade like that.
1: No, I'm gonna make them from now on. You need to tell me from now on. That's at some the funny thing about the market is you have to accept reality. Uh I felt the same way about a certain short seller group that I don't want to give away, but there's a short seller group that I follow. And if you know who I'm talking about, don't give it away either, because I don't want a bunch of people jumping on this train. This can be between us. Um, every time they release a report, I immediately execute on it. And every time, thirty percent gain. Every time, just in and out before market even opens. In and out. And I I hate it, and it makes me mad because I'm like, I hate that this works, but I do it because it works. It's the reality. It's just the reality. You know, being a market professional means you catch wind of things like that, um, that other people don't know about. And that's where you get a special side of alpha. It's like, I just kind of know this is happening and you don't, um, that's what you
0: have here with these companies like Tupperware. You absolutely need to tell me. You talk to one of the people at that research group or short selling company. And you're like, Hey, what report's about to come out? And they tell you. No.
1: No, they won't. There's a lot of disclosure stuff that happens with it. Oh, they won't tell you, is what you're saying. They, they won't to- tell you. No. Why? Because there's a lot of insider trading disclosure stuff that happens around it. They can't tell me I go short it and then the next day, boom, it's out. That's that's
0: there's an insider information element to it. Hey. Huh? That's like insider trading, is what I'm saying.
1: Yes. Yeah, you can't front run that. They don't front run it. They can't front run it. They can't go put all their shorts on them and release it. Um, everybody's doing it at the same time. So, anyway, that's what you found here. You need, every time we're on a pod, dude, at, like actually the day of, you need to text me when you see one of these because I'm going to go play them and I'll be the dummy. I got a little crappy Robin Hood account that I can go play these things in and just see what happens. Um, and I will. I absolutely will. So, I'll drop. Thousand bucks in one of them and be like, hey, yeah, sure. Let's
0: uh, let's see where it goes. Ah, uh, it just pains me. I don't like it. I disagree with everything that it means in terms of investing. Yep. I'll feed you the names. Yeah, like a, it's a bunch of them recently. Like a ton of them are like cannabis stocks that I thought, oh, that's interesting. That yeah, I know you do, but that's interesting it has a lot of brand recognition it's getting a lot of volume on these days it jumped 100% randomly this one day it'll pull back slightly that's when you you know go make, make it go make a oh. jump I oh dude it's so annoying but yep you know to the victory goes to spoils or something like that so
1: got it's, it's tough sometimes you gotta wake up to reality and realize the world is not what you want it to be
0: and then play the game as it's laid yeah, as, as you as you dealt. Yeah, well, watch that. that disgusting feeling off of me right now about people yeah. just gambling is the same thing as investing, mm-hmm. right? Because so what here side tangent. Let's just say I start doing this right, and then I just put out all this content, and then it's short form no. thing else, and then I create a course, and then I write books, and then I'm just like every other POS person. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't go that far. That definitely don't go that far, but. Oh, uh, it just makes me so mad, dude. All right. Wiping that away completely. Uh, have you seen what Eli Lilly did today? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Into the mic. That's really helpful. Our audience loves that. No. Eli Lilly um, jumped today 17%. For what? Huge earnings. Oh. Some other like, forward guidance. I didn't get a chance to like read it all today on what they dropped, but... Here's the funny story. Do you remember that Twitter account that you could just make a fake parody account and say whatever you wanted on Twitter in like November last year? Mm-hmm. There was one that did it for Eli Lilly, and they made a tweet that basically got 10 million, 20 million views, something crazy. <laughs> it's a parody account. And they said, Hey, just so everyone knows, like we're gonna make insulin free from now on. <laughs> I like that. I... I like- of Eli Lilly dropped 6%. <laughs> Billions of dollars in a day just gone. Do you remember that? I don't remember this. I don't. I do not remember that, but that is so funny. That is funny. Anyway, they have skyrocketed this year. Yeah. Uh, I've even, like, clients listening to this podcast, love you too. Some other clients that, you know, don't necessarily like, All the blue chip stocks. Sorry. I suggested Eli Lilly and everybody is loving life in 2023. Over the last six months, it's gone up 56%. Right now it's no NVIDIA, which is up like, I think 80% on the same time frame. But guess how much Microsoft has gone up in the last six months? 40? 21. It's down, huh? Well, no, it's only up. It's only up twenty one. Oh,
1: last six months. So yeah, since the beginning of the year. I mean, I'm sure it went up, and now it's down. It's got to be down ten percent from where it was a month ago. Uh,
0: dropped a lot. Ago, I want to say, man, I'm, our days are getting confused. It dropped a while ago, but it is down. I think four ish percent, five percent, maybe from its all time high. But anyway, it's only up twenty one percent in six months, and then you have Eli Lilly, which is up. 56%. Uh, I would... it's,
1: we're buying back into the pharma about that uh, actually we're not going to talk about it. I'm not going to say the, the thing's going back around but everybody's getting it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what if and hear me out Eli Lilly had that marketing campaign they obviously wouldn't create a fake account and then say insulin is free. But if they did a parody account or a company created a parody account and then called it a parody, right? And then their social media manager ran it, just like poke fun or do something at the company. And then everyone saw that. Do you know how much it costs to get 20 million people to view your brand? See your logo. And all you have to do is like pop off a hilarious, super sarcastic tweet which happened with Eli Lilly. Now they lost 6% and they would never, no social media manager or anyone would say what that parody account did. But I thought about it and I thought, why aren't like small cap companies doing this, creating the parody account and mass tweeting with a social media manager on the real account and the parody account, like the different things. Hmm. That's genius. It's like taking, because there's going to be obviously, you know, tons of parody accounts for Apple or, I don't know, Google or like monster companies. But if you were a healthcare company where you made insulin and you created a parody account and you just posted a bunch of jokes all the time, that's, and it just gets attention because people see and know like, oh, it's a joke or it's a parody. Well, oh, they
1: In a public company, why wouldn't you just do that for yourself or for Baskes Capital?
0: I mean, you could, I mean, no one gives two rips about Baskus. I'm talking about public. They might, but they might, if Baskes Capital
1: says a lot of off the parody says a bunch of off-base
0: crap, they're like, what? Okay. Like so crazy stuff. Great point. Caveat. It has to be a publicly traded company. There has to be over at least 10,000 people on earth that know about the company, right? There's at least some people that understand that it's a brand or it's a company by itself. So you have to have that footing first. If I just started tweeting a bunch of stuff about Baskets Capital, people might actually be like, yeah, it says parity, but I don't know what that company is. That company's racist.
1: <laughs> but- well, they'll go look at it and see what's that company. Like, especially if you do like financial things and you just say way off base financial, financial stuff. Like things that are just so wrong. And then people go what an idiot and they go look they're like oh it's basket capital parody oh what's basket's capital boom you get them in it's called the donald trump strat social strat donald trump social strat he's a parody parody of a president donald trump social strat just go say off-base things so people know who you are
0: i honestly okay so i've given this a ton of thought you're completely wrong no one would ever care about baskets capital saying that and then going to me and then they just don't know the brand or they don't know the company. I'll do it in five years when I have, you know, 20 billion under management. I'll do it then. Okay. Promise. But here's the funny thought. I was thinking of making a Nick Huber parody and just tweeting super nice, polite stuff all the time. Perfect. Perfect. Gold.
1: Gold. That is gold.
0: I just want to encourage you guys. (laughs) Like, yeah, just like good stuff. Um, but I just, yeah, and I go follow like Girdley and all these people. Like, I think that would that would take off like crazy. Would. It would. Like, oh, I'm not a POS on the internet, and I'm not like, my my children don't have to make eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> my children are free to choose.
1: Um, it's possible to get rich without
0: working that hard. Real
1: estate is, you know, not the greatest thing ever. Yeah. All kinds of stuff you could say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm actually not going to give any more stupid courses anymore. Uh, I decided to make money the honest way. Dude, that would be so funny. Please do that. That's a great plan. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to pull that off. I'm super excited. Um, that's a tidbit. I did not mean to share on the podcast. It was another idea. I was just going to talk to you about, but now our audience gets it. Hopefully just go create a parody, steal my idea. I don't care. That's fine too. Um, But yeah, what were we talking about? Eli Lilly, Twitter accounts. It's up today. I'm just impressed. I think it's a solid company, but now I think it's a little overvalued. So we'll see what happens over the next week or so. But it's looking good, man. Hey. Yeah, it's great to have that pop up. I know you came in. You had some thoughts. We talked earlier about business or investment ops. They're just flooding your desk now. This is the whole thing we've worked for for years and years and years. And now you can't stop, <laughs> you're smiling, all of these business investment opportunities coming your way, yes. right? I would say it's the only thing that has stopped me from doing the Emerging Oaks
1: Investment Club was a lack of deal flow. Um, but deal is here and it's here to stay. Um, man, I've gotten it through a couple of different routes. One, I don't know if I've told you this yet that I joined the GoBundance Emerge no 500 bucks a month does
0: the name pay for you he oh. named
1: no no I paid for myself no oh, you dropped 10K no it's the level below that it's 500 bucks a month
0: really okay so it's just so, like B you're on the JV oh. team
1: yeah 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 and it's very JV it's very JV you can tell <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I started making connections there, gotten some deals there, but Twitter, dude, Twitter is where it's at. I've had people come in my DMS after this, the storm of tweets I've made over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's definitely paying dividends. I've had some people notice, uh, you know, a few of them, but you don't even know of all of them now that, that have popped up. Um, and people are sending me deals now from Twitter. Uh, so one I wanted to talk about, which was just super interesting, there is a guy that sent me a deal, his own deal. He's doing a coin laundry roll up. He wants to buy, I forget how many coin coin laundry centers it was, but it's like uh, he was raising $15 million to do all equity purchases of coin laundry centers that are like $750,000 in value max. Now here's the deal. This guy sent me his entire deal in a body of an email just a bunch of information about it, like too much information. And he was like, this sim is attached. And so I opened up the sim thinking, okay, great. We're going to have like a concise deck. There's going to be information that I need about this thing. i make a decision to move forward or not. It was an 85 page PDF, 85 pages of him writing about the laundromat market, uh, the strategy for how to run a good laundromat, like It was a business plan, dude. It was a a book. The dude wrote a book on coin laundry roll ups. Um, I was fascinated. I did not read it all, and I emailed him back, and I was like, "Hey, man, like this is a lot of good information, but do you have something that's really concise?" Like, I was trying to filter through the PDF. I like searched for team. Team wasn't in there, so I was like, "Okay, like does he have a team?" I searched for deal terms. Terms, no terms in there. I was like, "Okay, so like what terms?" Um. And so I just sent him back and I was like, Hey man, like, do you have a, I know this sounds like kind of weird, but do you have like a concise deck with like 15 slides of some of the important stuff? He freaking replied to me with the video of Jeff Bezos talking about why he doesn't like slide PowerPoint slideshows. I'm just like, all right, man, you got me. Like, okay. Uh, anyway, I wanted to reply to him and be really sassy and be like, Oh, well, Jeff Bezos does like two-page memos, so he definitely likes concise information. Just like not a book. But uh, anyway, the guy seemed really professional. Like really had his crap together. He spent his career in private equity, and like he had already done five years of this laundry mat coin roll-up. He had five locations already, and he was
0: freaking hustling. Absolutely. looking for? Was he looking for how much of a raise? Fifteen million. Fifteen mil. Does he care about how many LPs?
1: Probably, I mean, I'm and that might be in that book somewhere, somewhere. Uh, Didn't get that far. Don't know. And there's nothing on deal terms. Uh, He said that it was in there, but if you search terms, it's not. Nothing comes up for terms. So I haven't found them. They're in there. I haven't found them. Says him. That's the problem. Is like I I can't sit down on a weekend
0: and read eighty five pages about coin laundry business. Yeah. uh, To go try. But slightly just big dog him and say like hey you're asking for money that's simply what you're doing okay because of that here are the questions what are the deal terms you know all the things you need to ask put that in like you know six to seven bullet points say like please get back to me on this and then just see what he says and if he sends a video of like jeff bezos saying like oh i don't answer any questions about uh the temperature
1: outside so why would i tell you no, I asked him questions and he answered a few questions and he said other things are in the write-up. No, um, that in and of itself is like copy and pasted for me. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. Don't be a dick. If you're a dick to people who send you deals, they will not send you more deals. Also, never say no. Uh, I've learned never say no. So you're, <laughs> you're going to invest in <laughs> nothing? Uh, no, 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 no. Always say let me introduce you to somebody else and send the deal to somebody else. Never say no. Just say, hey, I don't know. Can I introduce you to somebody else here? And
0: you will get more deal flow that way. Absolutely. I've seen it and I've done it. Uh, you, don't, so, you, you, you don't want to ruin the relationship, but I think it's also important to just let them know, hey, you're asking for money. Here are the things that I need to know The thing that's super valuable to me is time i can't read 85 pages please answer these and get back to me no just
1: do it nicer i i gave him a few questions he answered them said the rest was in the thing reply back say hey man you're really impressive i think you got something really good here do you mind if i share it with somebody else boom that's it that's all you gotta do i'm not gonna invest in it i don't have I, I do not have the time to go through that, and coin laundry does not excite me. It's not going to be a thing that I like actually push money into from somebody. So, you know, that's it, and that's what half of these deals are, right? Half of these deals are just things that it's like, I'm not going to do this, but Rick, okay. here's somebody else. Uh, it's that, and that's the birthing of the Emerging Oaks Investment Club too. As I send that to other people, things will happen. So, other updates. Uh, we do have progress on what we are going to call, I believe, the ETA credit fund. That's on- Entrepreneurship Through Acquisition Credit Fund, ETA credit fund. Uh, we are getting myself and the guy uh, who we're putting that together with. We're getting barbecue here soon. Uh, uh, we're together. Okay. Off the talk about this. Almost yep. be been drafted. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, which is an interesting deal, and I want to get your opinion on this. Digital Wildcatters is doing a capital raise. Uh, They are trying to build a new platform called Collide. And the idea is Digital Wildcatters is a marketing marketing group for oil and gas. Their idea is there are a lot of oil and gas guys that are active on things like LinkedIn, but LinkedIn are very horizontal in nature. They want to go vertical with social networking. They want to use Collide, their Collide platform, not only as a social network for oil and gas professionals only. So it's like, let's go back to just only professional industry social network, but also use it as a source of information for engineers in the future. So let's say you're a petroleum engineer. You get on there for oil and gas and you go, hey, I'm having a lot of, I don't know, backflow on my well. Can you, somebody explain to me what might be going on? So there's answers to it, like a Reddit forum. And then it will become searchable in the future so that anybody else that gets on and has that problem, they can now search the network and find those answers um, or add to them. So it becomes an information hub like a Reddit mixed with a networking hub like a LinkedIn only in the vertical of oil and gas. What do you think about a a social platform like that? It's a new thing that I think is coming.
0: I think it's valuable, especially as you're right, the biggest value prop is having that niche of the industry itself you know you've been on search funder right no you haven't been on search funder no oh my gosh you know what that is you going to change your life go to searchfunder.com but you basically they make money because you just give a credit card and they say hey you have to make a post every 45 days or something and if you don't we charge you 90 bucks so you just make a comment or a post on things but It's everybody who's in the ETA world. So you definitely have to get it on it if you're doing the ETA credit fund for sure. But I've used it for this year, haven't had to pay anything because I'll just comment or post routinely. And then you see everybody. So there's lenders on there. There are due diligence firms on there. There are guys that promote coaching classes. There's a ton of people interested in buying different types of businesses. You see it all, and it is pretty much the same component of you have a news feed of people making posts like, hey, I haven't had any luck trying to find HVAC companies in the Northeast. Like, what's going on? And then a ton of people comment, right? And that's helpful, but it's very specific to the small niche searchers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think something like that for oil and gas would be super easy. And I mean, this website's great and it functions well. It doesn't look like Facebook. It doesn't look clean or just, you know, over the top, crazy good. But, but it's like a forum. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, to an extent there's forum and then you have your own profile. So you have. To-
1: charge. they don't charge you unless you stop being active
0: on it. Correct. Crazy. It's a great model, I think. And then they have ads on the sides so you can... You know, be some legal firm for M&A and promote your firm on the side, which is smart. Yeah. So they get ad revenue there. It's probably not much, but it is Reddit to an extent with like legit profiles. So you can see Connor works at Baskets Capital in Austin. Here's a picture. Real person. And then it connects your LinkedIn. You can connect your LinkedIn if you want. And then that's just more proof. Which is good.
1: Hmm. We are definitely coming to a world where, uh, uh, the niche social networks matter. I'm not joining the financial advisor, social network though. Really? I just made it. You don't want to join? Also, that's probably one of the professions where nobody actually wants to help each other or cares about each other. They're just like, no, I want your clients. I want your AUM.
0: Yeah. That's weird. Uh, the digital
1: wildcatters is doing that. Yeah, so they're doing a raise to build that which I thought was very interesting. So if anybody listening is curious about the raise, you can contact me and I'll I'll share it. But
0: good business. Yeah. investment uh, is it going to be a race just into the social networking or is it all digital wildcatters? All digital wildcatters. it's an SPV
1: that goes to all digital wildcatters. So you get access to all the marketing that they do and everything. Pretty good, pretty good little business model, I think. So I'm a fan of it.
0: I am too. That is smart. When are you getting barbecue with that guy? Don't know yet. Okay, I'm jealous. I'm just mad at you, but I'm jealous. It's really cool. Thanks. Yep. When well, I mean, we got the memo together,
1: so I'll send you the investment memo. And anybody interested in the ETA credit fund investment memo, you can hit us up too.
0: Um, I wrote it up. It's ready to rock and
1: roll. We are yeah.
0: almost ready to launch that yeah. nah, boy. Yeah. If you're interested, uh, it's Braden at EOC Investing.com. So everyone send your emails to him. Emergingoaks.com Go with emerging Oaks.com.
1: I have multiple emails. Emerging Oaks.com is better. Do whatever you
0: want. People listening to the podcast. Solid either one. Text us at seven three seven two one zero three zero five four. We go through questions. We haven't done in a while, but they're really good. Um but is that hot? No, it's not the pod. We can end with the question that we'll cover. But I did, you know, those two investments that you have, those make sense. I do want to know more about the ETA credit fund. So hypothetically, what did he say to the memo that you drafted up? And he's like, yeah, let's talk and get barbecue. But what did he say in addition to that? Uh, Just things that should be added for
1: diligence or for risk management. That was it. Like what? Risk management. uh, Like things that we should do to protect ourselves. Like... Get underwriters, essentially? No. Not get underwriters. uh, Like just turns. Like, I don't know, like have required buy-sell agreements. Require life insurance. Require all these things. Like just actual like underwriting stuff. Not things that anybody in the pod is actually going to give a damn about.
0: Yeah. No, that's but then you just charge third parties that sell life insurance and everything else a little bit of move on, and then it comes in right? maybe that's an interesting idea yeah. yeah so uh yeah i mean it's gonna
1: be all right He didn't have a lot of feedback uh he's not exactly versed in the space i am definitely the uh expert in the room when it comes to that so
0: yeah anyway well, that's fair you want to hit this question yeah let's do it what do you got sweet Uh, We got a question from Diane, and she had texted in a question. Once again, you can text us anything you want, 737-210-3054. She asked a question, is this market little heater over the last two months a dead cat bounce, or is this the legit thing? Interesting. What is the...
1: I feel like if you scope out in time, every bounce is a dead cat bounce because at some point there's a decline. Like what? At what limit do you say that's not a dead cat bounce anymore? What What is your opinion there? The previous all time high
0: was surpassed.
1: Okay, so you say no more dead cat bounce because it passed the all time high.
0: No, it hasn't. All time high is still six percent above that where. Passes, that's so. Is it?
1: Is it no longer a dead cat bounce when it surpasses the all-time high?
0: Essentially, yes. Yes.
1: Well, then that answers her question. It could Uh, be either one. Either
0: one, I suppose, until we get there. That's why she asked the question, Braden. She knows it could be either one. Which one do you think it is, pal? Great answer.
1: Uh, I don't want to give an answer. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no clue. Ask me again
0: in October after student loan payments have started. Ask you when the market actually surpasses its all time high potentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, October is either September, October is either going to be really awful or
1: really awesome. That's my that's my take. It is not going to be in
0: between. I'll give you that. Here's a hypothetical for you. Let's play this game. Let's say. Inflation comes out super low, lower than expectations, which is great for the market, great for everybody involved. They assume the Fed will pause or even reverse interest rate, right? And then let's say in October, the Fed decides to do that and lower that interest rate, you know, in increments or whatever they choose to do. I think that's going to lead to a An explosion of money back into the stock market where technically if it's not being spent on like goods and services and everything else could possibly help inflation even more because you're just throwing it into the market right and then, then I think we get an explosion and then it goes through the end of the year so Diane, I'll answer your question. I'm going to say it is not a dead cat bounce.
1: The real deal, says Connor. I don't. Also, I don't know. We didn't talk about this on the inflation number. I saw a guy talking about. He's on TikTok. I try and copy all of his stuff. That's what my TikToks are based off of. Um, He talked about how the twelve, the CPI is a twelve-month rolling index. Yeah, big jump. The biggest jump in inflation came in june of 2022 and so june of 2022 rolled off on the last report and that's he claims that it artificially made inflation look like it went down even though because the biggest number fell off the chart but that it will come back up on this next report he assumes because there are no more big jumps falling off so i don't know how to feel about that one but It also could go up, it could also not go down. So what if it goes up and September starts and student loan payments come back and now people have increasing inflation, increasing interest rates and new payments that they haven't been making for three years? What does the market do then? It continues to go up because the market makes no sense. We continue to see Tupperware.
0: I think it's not due to any of those factors. It's due to other things where they assume it's just going under the assumption that the Fed will pause interest rates. If they assume the market or they assume the Fed is just going to keep hiking to levels unseen since Jimmy Carter days, whatever, then we're in for a world of hurt. But if they did pull off the soft landing, I'm air quoting here, the market's just going to skyrocket in my, well, I say skyrocket. It's not going to jump up like crazy, but it could and will have volatility to the end of the year, but it could end pretty high by, let's say, what are we at? I think it's dropped. It was up 19% year to date. I think it's back down to like 17 and 18%. I think it'll end mid twenties if inflation data comes out positive, so under where it should be, and then the Fed pauses or reduces interest rate. You could be so, gaining another seven to ten percent. So, Tupperware to a hundred. <laughs> yes, your Tupperware investment would twenty x. So, for those doing math at home, ten thousand dollars becomes two hundred thousand dollars. And this is not financial advice. <laughs> uh, financial advice. So, Diane, I hope your question uh, was answered. I um, have to keep texting us. Um, send all the emails to Braden about all the investment opportunities he has. But that's all we got. Love you guys.